0: 10:45 Central Time on the morning of September 11, 1957. Howard Miller signed on from WBBM with 15 minutes of music and in an interview with Steve Allen.
1: Wrigley's Spearmint Gum presents The Howard Miller Show. Here with music on records is
2: Howard Miller. Well, thank you very much, Joe Foss. And once again, for Wrigley Spearman chewing gum coast to coast with a wonderful star of phonograph records, a creator of uh, great material in the world of literature, and a general handyman around the house, I presume, because Steve, of course, is married to the very charming and lovely Miss Jane Meadows. Now, in just a moment, you're going to have an opportunity of meeting one of America's outstanding show personalities, Steve Allen, and listening to his new record, Gotta Have Something in the Bank, Frank. But first, let's salute Jimmy Dorsey. Jimmy Dorsey's orchestra, Dix Beale
0: conducts June night. Howard Miller was born on December 7, 1912 in Chicago. From 1945 through 1949, he was WIND's program director before beginning an 18-year run as the Windy City's top-rated morning DJ. In between, he acted in Jamboree senior prom, and the big beat.
2: In September of 1957,
0: Steve Allen was coming off starring in the Benny Goodman story. He left The Tonight Show in January after three successful years when NBC asked Allen to focus on his Sunday primetime Steve Allen show. By then, Allen was famous as a humorist, musician, MC, and actor. He was promoting his new song, Gotta Have Something in the Bank, Frank, when he spoke to Miller.
2: The Fine Jimmy Dorsey aggregation, and of course a classic from 25 years ago that's been revived now under the baton of uh, young one, Mr. Dix called June Night. I had a rather cute personal experience this morning that I thought I'd pass along to you in lieu of a commercial. An old buddy of mine from high school days some 20 years ago was telling me the story of the last few years of his life. He's a traveling salesman. So I said, well, you must be a pretty good uh, customer for the automobile companies then because I presume you spend a great many hours on the rubber on America's highways. And he said, well, you probably won't believe it, Howard, but I drive about $65,000 a year. ...or uh, 65,000 miles a year and make about uh, $55,000 driving. So I said, well, that's probably better than the average cab driver... ...but uh, how do you relieve the boredom of driving all those miles? And he said, well, surprisingly enough, I do what you frequently tell the people to do. To chew Wrigley Spearmint chewing gum. And I presume that it's usually Wrigley Spearmint that he chews because that's the best gum there is. Now, for those of you who do spend a great many hours and miles behind a wheel... Let me suggest that it's a fine way to keep alert. It'll keep you relaxed, it always moistens your mouth, of course, and keeps your breath sweet, helps to clean your teeth, but it's mostly the boredom that it relieves behind the wheel. So if you're in your automobile quite a few hours like this young gentleman, why don't you plan like he does to enjoy Wrigley Spearmint and make the miles roll by. Wrigley Spearmint Chewing Gum. Well, most of the secretarial staff of CBS is in our office or studio this morning, Quite obviously, not to see me because I'm here every day, but apparently to welcome with us Steve Allen, a great star of show business. Steve, it's wonderful having you on our show.
1: Well, thank you very much, Howard. Very nice to be here.
2: Now I don't know which tack to take in talking to you. Whether we should go back uh, and hearken to your disjonckey days out in California and here in Chicago. Whether we should talk to you as the serious composer of music and performer or whether we should talk about novelty things like Gotta Have Something in the Bank, Frank. Well, you can always talk to
1: me as an old CBS man, you know.
2: An old CBS man. I think probably maybe we should concern ourselves largely with those three letters, shouldn't we, although your NBC (laughs) show, of course, is great. Steve, um, how do you explain the fact that uh, your approach to music is generally so serious, and yet it took a novelty thing like that to really, like this current one, to branch out and be a tremendously big hit coast to coast? Well, I think it's not too
1: surprising, Howard, uh, musical tastes being what they are and also being different in the album field, as you know so well. When I do an album, I usually do the kind of music that I, uh, I sort of like to hear. Uh, I like to use a lot of violins and play a kind of uh, moody piano and play great old ballads, usually from the 30s and 40s. But, of course, uh, a record of that sort is almost never in the, well, even in the top 100 these days. Yes, so uh, I restrict the pretty things to albums and we uh, will try any crazy thing on the singles.
2: Well, of course, now your current album for Coral, Romantic Rendezvous, is getting a tremendous play by disc jockey. So apparently the fellows feel very much like uh, you do, Steve, that that would be the preference, of course, of, of the fellows who play the music. But, of course, we've got to go along with the commercial aspect of the sure thing. Is. Where did you get this material? Got to have something in the bank, Frank. Did you discover it? No, it was presented to
1: me by uh, Bob Thiel over at Coral. It was written by uh, Bob Hilliard... And uh,
2: Garson. Yeah. The only reason I know is it's written on the sheet in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But uh, the production of the thing itself, I presume, was your creation, was it not, Steve? Uh, in
1: this case, no, Howard. Usually on my records, I have a word or two to say about the arrangement. But in this case, the arrangement was done and was presented to me on a little demonstration record. I don't know who the singer was on the demonstration, but he did a very fine job of it. In fact, I said, why do you need
2: me? And they said, well, let's do it anyway. So, so <laughs> why we... did you show up? huh? <laughs> well, probably that's a pretty good lead for the next question, Steve. It's um, always amazed me and it amazes most people how you have time in just the average 24 hours to achieve all the things you have achieved in show business. What does your life consist of daily wise? Well, actually, uh, the secret, Howard, if there
1: is any, is that I don't try to do all this stuff in one uh, in any one 24 hour period. Uh, Most of the things I do outside of the Sunday show are actually sidelines. I make maybe three or four albums a year, and an album, as you know, takes just one or two afternoons to uh, turn out. Uh, I write a few songs, but it only takes maybe half hour to write the average song these days, and a lot of them sound like it, too. (laughs) Well, now, your average Sunday show takes you how many hours a week to produce? Well, that's pretty much a full-time job. I have Mondays and Tuesdays off, and then from Wednesday right on through to Sunday, it's, uh, it's, it's a
2: good eight-hour day. So that job. means that you can write books, write plays, write music, and travel to California on Monday and Tuesday. <laughs> what about the motion picture, Steve? Uh, you had good success with the Benny Goodman story. Does your contract now provide for future motion picture work, or is there just not enough time?
1: Well, uh, basically, it's a time problem. I, uh, from time to time, receive very tempting offers uh, to do other pictures, Howard, but uh, it was really a pretty back-breaking struggle to uh, do the Goodman picture while I was doing television. I wouldn't want to have to work that hard again. Uh, However, uh, I would like to do my television show more frequently from the coast... Uh, and under those circumstances, I could work in another picture. It takes usually about maybe nine or ten weeks these days to do
2: a picture. Well, of course, there are a lot of people out in the West Coast listening right now. Maybe this would be a nice time to favor them with the statement as to why you'd like to do more shows out on the West Coast. What is there about the coast that lends itself to the charm of production and television, Steve?
1: Well, actually, uh, it's just about as easy to do our show in uh, New York, so it isn't so much that. It's just I dig sunshine and... uh swimming pools. It's a, <laughs> the And box. there's a
2: few more of them out there this time of year certainly than there are in New York. That's right. I wouldn't want the um, interview to go by without at least talking for a moment dwelling on the subject of your very charming wife Jane. Would you please give to her my best love? I met she and her sister when they were in town here not too long ago.
1: Yes they told me. I'll certainly do that Howard. Wonderful wonderful gals. Jane's expecting you know about the first of November.
2: Yeah tell me about that. Uh, this is a real exciting thing. It'd be wonderful if it could happen on the Sunday night show. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that you can make the announcement on the show, Steve. Oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> you see what I mean. Well, television, what it is these days, you can't tell, you know. Well, it's often even to happen that way. Steve, uh, in motion picture work, now, you have been associated with uh, the biographical sketch of um, Goodman, or autobiographical. What about uh, other serious roles? Had you ever thought uh, yourself in terms of a dramatic portrayer of parts? Most of your skits, of course, on Sunday are uh, comedy. What about serious stuff?
1: Well, I had done a couple of uh, pictures before the Goodman uh, thing, but they were all, as you say, in the comedy area. I've done uh, a little television dramatic work that uh, turned out to be serious. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that wasn't intended to be, according to the uh, note by the scriptwriter, I presume. <laughs> How many writers do you have to employ in your work, uh, Steve? I know a lot of this stuff, of course, you contribute because it's ad lib stuff, but is there a... Uh, regular staff of writers who contribute to you every week and then you screen the stuff? Uh, well, yes, Howard. Uh, On the old Tonight Show, the old Tonight Show
1: is 95% ad lib, but the uh, figures are just about reversed on Sunday. The Sunday Show is 95% written, and we have, uh, well, counting myself, we have six fellas writing it now.
2: That many. So it's pretty much of a practiced ad lib that you get across to the American public on Sundays. Uh, Yeah, it's all pretty well uh, rehearsed. Well, in view of the fact that, of course, this interview is on CBS, I would certainly want you to give my best regards to Ed Sullivan, too, Steve, if you will, please. (laughs) And uh, we'll be watching you both uh, every Sunday night. Now, let's listen to um, Steve's record, and we have had it on a number of times, Steve, both network and, of course, many, many times at the local level. It is already a big hit here in the... Field of the Midwest, and I'm sure that it will be nationally for you too. Thank Steve Howard. Allen in his choral recording, Gotta Have Something in the Bank, Frank. What do you say, Frankie? I
1: say, baby, I love you, but every time I say I do, but you come back with words so true. You gotta have something in the bank, Frank.
0: Gotta have something in the bank, Frank. You gotta.
1: Time we parked the car underneath the loving star. You set all my dreams ajar with you. Gotta have something in the bank, Frank.
0: Gotta have something in the bank, Frank.
1: We can't live on love alone. You gotta have something in the bank, Frank. Gotta have
0: something in the bank, Frank.
1: We can't live on love alone. You gotta have something in the bank, Frank. Gotta have something in the
0: bank, Frank. You gotta have something to start. When you get something in the bank, Frank, I'll give you my heart.
1: I love you, baby. Gotta
0: have something in
1: the bank, Frank. I need you, baby. Gotta have something in the bank, Frank. I want you, baby.
2: Gotta have something in the bank, Frank, done by Steve Allen. Steve, I meant to ask you before we played the record, is that a harpsichord or piano in the, uh... It's one of those old barroom pianos with a kind of a
1: tinkle attachment.
2: What have they got, some uh, chains laying across the uh, wires of the piano? Something like that, or thumbtacks on the felt or something. Steve, it's a swell record. It's one of the things that's real refreshing to listen to, along with the serious stuff that you do, and thank you very much for making an appearance for Wrigley Spearman chewing gum on our show. Well, thank you so much, Howard, for all this time. Steve Arino... And we'll be seeing you real soon in New York City. Okay. Right, Steve. That was Steve Allen speaking from his offices in New York City where we had an opportunity to visit uh, via the magic of CBS Radio. We want to thank our engineers at CBS New York for going up to um, the enemy camp to talk uh, to a swell fellow in show business who, of course, made his start at this jockey level and moved up into the ladder of success until today. He's one of the most brilliant personalities of stage and screen, radio, television, writing, books, and music. Thanks again to Steve Allen. Now, this is Howard Miller from Chicago reminding you again, the best treat I know is Wrigley Spearmint Chewing Gum. Why don't you get some today? Relieve the tension and have fun when you chew Wrigley Spearmint, the lively, bouncy-flavored chewing gum. Here's Joe Foss. Join Howard Miller tomorrow at the same time on the CBS Radio Network.
1: Tonight at 11 on Channel 2's Late Show, rough, rugged Clark Gable stars in the kind of role that made him the king of Hollywood. Gable portrays a tough, ruthless gambler in A Free Soul, tonight's Late Show feature film. Also appearing with Gable on Channel 2's Late Show will be Norma Shearer, Leslie Howard, and Lionel Barrymore. Be sure to see A Free Soul tonight at 11 on WBBM TV's Late Show. WBBM FM Chicago.